I am a huge believer to, to do something. And then I really believe that the money will follow for the most part. It's not always, it's not always all the time. Believe me, I do my share of pitching and all of those things to sponsorships and brands as well. But Mm -hmm. if you have a niche market, if you have a niche audience, um, the brands will definitely want to be a part of that as well. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories or topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on our greatest asset, talent management and hiring. Think from great resignation to the great renovation. And if you disagree with me, maybe these episodes might be especially for you. Life and especially business has changed. It has forced those that are within organizations to look differently at talent, how it's being managed. When we talk about change, think about it. We have to realize that business as usual is no longer here. And that's evident in attracting and retaining clients, but also in setting up people within organizations to succeed. Think onboarding, think DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, how it is working from home and even going back into the office. Things are different in this month. We are going to explore these topics by featuring CEO hacks and CEO nuggets, but also interviews that focuses on these changes and how organizations can make sure they care for and attract the most valuable asset, their people. Sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Debbie Archangelis of the Offbeat Life podcast. Debbie, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you all. Definitely super excited to have you on. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Debbie so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Debbie Archangelis is a nomadic entrepreneur and the host of the Offbeat Life podcast. And this is a podcast where she interviews individuals who are location independent. She aims to encourage others to follow their true calling and take a chance on themselves. Debbie has been featured in Refinery29, Forbes, and much more for her expertise in travel. Debbie, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am really ready. Awesome. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I want to hear a little bit more about your background and what I call your CEO story. What led you get started? Yeah. So I went about this in a really long way. I failed several businesses and I'm sure if you're an entrepreneur, you know what this is like. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just started grasping at different things in the beginning because I was passionate about everything that was in the arts, but everyone told me that it wasn't going to work because starving artist type thing, Mm -hmm. especially I came from an immigrant family. I'm also an immigrant. And I was just trying to see what was going to stick, as they say. So all of my 20s, I probably had, I don't know, 15, 20 jobs that I started and then three to four businesses that I failed. And I 
finally said to myself, I need something that's more stable. I'm getting older now. I need to do something. So I ended up being a therapist. Even though I enjoyed it in the beginning, I knew that it was not something that I wanted to pursue in the long run. And also the fact that I was literally having panic attacks every Mm. four months. It was like clockwork. It was just all the time. So then I started to really reevaluate everything. And I knew that every time that I was really ultimately happy was when I was talking to people who were location independent, who worked online, they had a freedom to do whatever it is that they wanted to do. And they could also travel whenever they wanted. So that was like the double rainbow (laughs) for me. (laughs) So then I was speaking to a friend at the time and he introduced me to podcasts. And I was like, why can't I do this? I should just do this and interview those people that I really wanted and re- to talk to and really admired. And that's how the podcast started. And about six months later, I had sponsors coming to me to pay me to do this. And that's nice. when I realized that I could make a living out of this. So it was kind of like an accident that it actually monetized itself. And then two years later, here I am and I'm doing this full time and this is my full time business. Nice. A lot of times you just have to try it. and A lot of times it will come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell all of the people this, not just my listeners, but also even like my little younger cousins who are just starting out in their Mm -hmm. life. And I say to them, whatever it is that you're really excited and passionate about, it doesn't matter if you feel like it's going to make money or not. Just see where it leads you. Because honestly, with all of the businesses I failed, all the jobs that I had gone through, even though it was a lot of pain and sorrow and like a lot of hard work, it led me to where I am. And it made me learn so many different things that actually made me succeed in the long run with my business. Because without those, I would not know so many things that I know now. Nice. So I know you touched on it a little bit. I'm super excited about it because I think so many people don't know about this idea of location independence. So could you define that a little bit more about exactly what that means and what you're covering in your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a misconception about location independence, meaning that you're constantly traveling, right? Mm -hmm. You are often in so many different places. So for me, location independence, personally, it just means I have freedom, freedom to work wherever I want, whether it's in one location or new locations every single month. But it's just a freedom of working whenever you want. And if you're really lucky, whenever you want. And really, that's what made me really love this lifestyle is because I have that freedom. And if you have your own business, then you do also have that freedom to work at night, in the morning, in the middle of the day. You could take a nap for (laughs) for whenever you want. Obviously, it's a lot of work to get to this point as well. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. But I love the fact that you started to interview the people and then all the sponsors and everything came from came looking for you because a lot of times you, when you're following a niche that people are so interested in and they want to know so much about it, you are like that connector because you allow people to meet, to, you interview those entrepreneurs, but you also have those businesses that want to connect with that audience as well. Yeah, it's really true. And I am a huge believer to to do something. And then I really believe that the money will follow for the most part. It's not always, it's not always all the time. Believe me, I do my share of pitching and all of those things to sponsorships and brands as well. But Mm -hmm. if you have a niche market, if you have a niche audience, the brands will definitely want to be a part of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of times they want to reach those niche markets and those niche kind of audiences. And I think it's one of the most beautiful things about, I guess, this time and age is that you can create a niche around whatever topic you want, whether it be a podcast, blog, whatever, and then you can build that tribe, so to speak. And then people that want those, those businesses and brands will reach out to you and then you can reach out to them as well, too. Yeah. 
Nice. So I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for you personally or for your podcast and your business. But what do you feel that your part of makes you unique? I don't know if it sets me apart, but honestly, I call myself a lazy entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what I call myself. So I do a lot of outsourcing. Obviously, in the beginning, believe me, I worked like 16, 20 hours to get to this point. But I only did that because I'm extremely lazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to do everything myself. And I firmly believe that I could not succeed without a team behind me to help me doing all of these things. Because honestly, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you cannot do everything. There's so many different facets to a business that if you want to do this all on your own, you're not going to grow very fast. It's going to get really overwhelming. And I know that because I've done this three to four other businesses and I thought I'm the only one who could do this. No one else (laughs) can do this better than me. What I really learned was that you have to kind of let go of certain things with your business, right? So it's kind of like saying to yourself, is it going to be worth it for me to make sure that I do everything, but then never get anything done really and just one or two things? Or can I let these things go? It's not going to be perfect the Mm -hmm. way I want it, but it's still going to get the job done, but it's going to get me to grow even more. And it's going to allow me to focus on monetizing my business, to create better ideas for my business when I don't have to do this on my own. So... At the end of the day, I never feel like being lazy is like actually a bad thing because it actually makes you think better <laughs> things yeah. so that things will flow a lot faster and smoother because you don't want to ever do all of these things on your own. So really, that's my secret sauce is being a lazy entrepreneur, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely appreciate that. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I think I read an article or something, it was years ago, but it talked so much about how, I'm not sure if it said lazy, but it's the same concept where it talked <laughs> about how people like that, that understand, like they only want to focus on maybe those top level things, those things that actually move the needle forward and they're willing to delegate or push off other things. They are able to be super efficient because they want to make sure that they maximize their time. Yeah, absolutely. And I say this to a lot of people all the time. Why are you doing a $10 job when you should Mm -hmm. be doing a 500 hour job? It's really about valuing yourself and your skills. You can definitely outsource somebody scheduling things on social media. That's ridiculous. You shouldn't be able to do that. But I say this once you actually create income from your business, because you also don't want to keep spending money on your business and you have nothing coming in. And that's why I say it took a long time and a lot of man hours for me to get to this point. There's definitely people who have financing to do that. If you can't afford it, do it. But if you don't, Just bear with it and stick with it as much as you can until you can finally outsource. Nice. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Okay. I am a huge list person. I love creating lists. I love creating to-do lists. And I have to say that one of the things that I use is Evernote and then another one is to-do. Those two things are really incredible. So there's okay. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're an SE, you're a CEO. I, I said SEO because I've been working on that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't even notice it. Ago. I work with SEO, so that, it, I didn't even hear it. <laughs> so like I, that just proved my point. There's so many things in my head that's going on, right? So yeah. if I don't have a to-do list, like I cannot, I can't remember anything. So I have Evernote to help me, to do to help me. I have Trillo for my my outsourced task for my assistants. So that's just really in order for me to understand what's happening with my business, because this is another thing. If you have assistants and you have 
all of those tasks that are being done, you also need to make sure that they're getting done, right? Because mm-hmm. you just don't want to pay somebody and you don't know what's happening. So I have my own task list, which I do with Evernote. I have Trillo for the people that I outsource. So I look at that every single week, whether it's getting done, what we need to do, all of those things. So really that's, for me, it helps me really get things done. Now a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was a huge book for me. Just dealing with clients, dealing with people in general, whether you have a business or not, I feel like everybody should read that book. It's just an <laughs> incredible book. And obviously Tim Ferriss's four hour work week is like everybody's <laughs> go-to, it's like the Bible to do all of this stuff. Right. Yeah. So those are the my go-tos for sure. Nice. So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a word of wisdom or a piece of advice, or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? I think every failure that you have is going to help you. So never be afraid to fail. I think you should embrace it because you learn so much from it. And honestly, if I didn't fail as much as I have, I would not have learned as much as I have. And I think that's one of the huge advantages that I had when I I started this current company that I have now is because I failed so much (laughs) that when all of those different struggles and that came my way happened, I already knew how to handle them because I failed so much. I already knew it was going to happen. Okay, if A, B, and C happened. Oh, that already happened to me. So this is what I'm going to do. So I would say never be afraid of it. And I think I've spoken to too many people that said, I'm really afraid to fail. I don't know. What if this happened? And I say, let it happen. Nice. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Debbie, what does being a CEO mean to you? (laughs) So I think I touched up on this a little bit in the beginning. I think for me, it's just freedom, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are like myself who are not really okay with just being told what to do, right? You are a little bit different than other people. You step outside of the box. You are an individual thinker and you want that freedom to be able to think for yourself, to create something that you really love and see it come to life. And for me, a CEO is someone who is able to do that, who is able to create something and has that type of, I don't know, it's just like you have that fire within you, you know, to, to create something and just see it work and to have that freedom, to be able to have that freedom to, to say when and how. And I think it's really exciting to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You have the paintbrush in your hand. You can paint whatever picture that you want. And I love, and I did expect it nothing less than you to say the word freedom, as especially with the yeah. location and independence. <laughs> and it's just so you know beautiful that you have the opportunity with all these technologies and all these things that we have at our fingertips to be able to paint that picture, create our own life and do it in the way that you want. So I appreciate that definition. And I appreciate you, <laughs> of course, for doing it even more. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. So Debbie, thank you so much. I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know. And then of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about all the awesome things you're doing and subscribe to the podcast. Oh yeah, sure. Thank you so much. So I really believe that if you want to do it, you should go for it. Never be afraid of failure. Never be afraid of fear itself. I think that's a horrible way to live anyways, right? You may as well just stay in your house if you don't want to, <laughs> if you don't want anything bad to happen, which I don't think it will, you're going to be okay. 
if you want to learn more about being location independent, or if you want to know how to be a location independent entrepreneur, digital nomad, remote worker, make sure to check out my website. It's called theoffbeatlife.com. You're going to find my podcast there. I have a ton of resources for you to look at as well. And I'm also on Instagram, again, The Offbeat Life. Awesome. 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 We will have those links and that information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But thank you so much. And I appreciate the call to action. If you have something that's on your mind that you want to start, just do it. And sometimes we build up failure in our minds and it's not half as bad as sometimes we think it's going to be. So try it. And then you just have a learning lesson. So thank you so much again, Debbie. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.